0: Hello, hello. Hi. Happy
1: Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Here we are. It's been yet a whole other week. Mhm. And they continue to
0: just fly by. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that everyone had a safe return to school last week.
1: Yes, and I hope you're settling in. That's the one thing that is the hardest at least <laughs> from my perspective. Is you go from somewhere where you don't have to wake up and, you know, do the whole school shuffle of helping make lunches and making sure kids make it off to school and all that jazz. And now it's back again and the alarm clocks are going
0: off earlier and you're getting back into new routines. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know. I was going to say I don't miss that, but actually there's something nostalgic about that. There really is. And like, in some ways, I
1: actually looking back, I don't know, that's it was like also kind of fun to have those routines. And in some ways, I
0: miss certain routines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I miss um, going to high school, I would have to walk for about 15 minutes. So I miss just starting my day with walking. You know, I actually
1: I am friends with a girl. Who talks about in the morning, you're supposed to walk because it tells your body, like the sun tells your body that it's time to be awake and it like actually sets a rhythm for your body, I guess.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and so I actually went on a walk yesterday morning and like try I'm gonna try and incorporate that more and go for a little walk in the morning because it did help me, I feel like kind of get going with my day and have a little bit more positive attitude toward the rest of
0: the day. Oh my God. I actually would love to do that too. Morning walks. Does that count as my lesson of the week?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You cheated. Take morning walks. I'm cheating right now. (laughs) I like how that's like the one rule we've made for ourselves and it's so hard to keep up with sometimes. we're just trying to find lessons of the week wherever we can get them <laughs> yes and it, i actually like it because it makes you kind of be more aware mm-hmm. instead of just carrying throughout the week very not asleep but you know when you're just like your your brain's not turned on yeah you're and just going so, through the
0: motions
1: yeah you're just going through the motions and so by having the lesson of the week you have to look back or be actively looking and be like, okay, like this is something new that I did this time, or this is something that impacted me this week. Mm -hmm. It is kind of
0: fun, but it is tough to do sometimes. It is. In fact, my lesson of the week is not groundbreaking, but I, I love crumble cookies, but I feel like I wasn't really in on the whole cult aspect of crumble cookies. (laughs) Like, Crumble cookies is not just very yummy cookies. And I have to say, they're the best cookies I've ever had in my life. I am a chocolate chip cookie, basic person, and I'm proud of it. Yes. (laughs) Apparently they have four new flavors every week that only last for a week that they release. um, I don't know, I guess on a weekly basis on their social media. And because I'm not on social media, really, I missed on the whole aspect of oh my god releasing the flavors and what flavors do they have and how do you know the flavors and I just found out and I'm obsessed apparently this week (laughs) they have a Nutella one and Nutella is my favorite thing on earth I love freaking Nutella I freaking love it and I was actually debating I got my shot yesterday I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and I feel like absolute crap like 10 trains ran me over. Oof. I didn't think I could make it, but I was wondering if I could make it to the crumble cookie store before the podcast and just be eating my cookie here, laying on bed. But I didn't think it was safe to drive, honestly. So I didn't do it, but I still have until the 14th. So um, there's a couple more days. I've got news for you. Okay. And I I, I think it happens everywhere,
1: but crumble cookie delivers Shut how do they do that? For they are they charge the delivery. Um for they charge you but like I feel like it was if you're ordering multiple that way you're like stocking up cuz you can put them in the freezer. Yes. And I'm then so you not. bring them out and they'll they'll thaw. So I mean if you are really just you're needing it it's one of those times and I will be the word of reason to say girl treat yourself wait so they deliver for free if you order more they deliver and well not for free but it makes it more worth it if you're ordering more okay yeah, let's so see let's saying. see i'm checking it out now okay
0: because <laughs> here's the thing where it all clicked and then i was like i need to talk about this on the podcast you know how they have you can take one or you can get a, a, a box of four so the reason that is a box of four is because you're supposed to try all the new fav- flavors every week so you're supposed to just come by and grab a a box of four with the four new flavors like I'm mind blown like everything is designed to perfection I'm obsessed like oh my god oh my god it's genius like it's genius (laughs) that makes so much sense
1: that is crazy I never thought of that I also like crumble cookie um and speaking of food deliveries because now that we're thinking about it Mm -hmm. or at least you know now that I'm thinking about it the other day I was craving ice cream so bad and it was like the third day that I've been craving it and normally if I'm craving something for a while then I just like it's time to just do it and move on (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so I was like gosh I might just have um cold stone delivered And I almost did. And then I put it in and it was going to be like $15 to have it delivered. And
0: so then I gave up. Um, Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's worth it. Yeah, it is. And okay, I am going on a spiral right now because I went to try to find the delivery and turns out they have an app, which I mean, seriously, this business is perfection. What the hell? But the first... (laughs) they have like reviews for the app and this guy is talking about how much the cookies mean to him and how much he always hopes that he has some he's like I absolutely love your cookies and I know that sounds super cheesy but nothing makes me happier than seeing your new flavors every week and hoping that I have some extra money to treat myself the one every so often like I'm gonna cry Oh, oh my God! That like, makes I sense. wish I could get your cookies more often and support you guys, but I don't always have the extra money. But on those weeks that I do, it makes your cook, it makes your cookies and the pink box that much more special. Like, oh, I'm seriously gonna cry! Oh my gosh! Oh my God! I feel it's that way too. Thank you guys for always putting a smile on my face and making me so grateful for experiences and treats like the ones you guys provide. I hope you guys know how loved you are and how happy you make so many people. I'm gonna cry. That's oh so tender. God. That's so, so wholesome.
1: <laughs> oh, my oh my God. It is wholesome.
0: <laughs> it makes you almost start like a gonfund me for these girls. So she can get her, <laughs> well, get her cookies. Yes.
1: Wow. But seriously, okay. so.
0: I have the TikTok app, but I rarely use it because to be honest, everyone is like, my For You page has me figured out. My For You page does not have me figured out and I never really enjoy it. But actually yesterday they pushed on my For You page um, the founder of Crumble Cookies and he was talking about how people were telling him that it was stupid to open a cookie store, like who does that and all these things, which first of all, shut up you don't know what people are thinking you don't know the kinds of brilliant ideas that may sound stupid to you and to be honest if someone had told me I want to open a cookie store I would probably also think it's kind of dumb because cookies are done over and over and over like what are you going to reinvent about the cookie Mm -hmm. but I would never say that like if he has a vision or he has a dream, let him be like, you don't know. And look, this guy is so smart. He's created this whole empire with these cookies. He has an app. He has, I mean, I'm so impressed. So you never know. So if you're going to discourage someone tomorrow, shut up, let them be, let them try new things. Life is all about that. You never know. So don't bring anyone down. I freaking love these cookies. (laughs)
1: yes <laughs> i want this recorded and sent to crumble cookie <laughs> they need to know
0: but I mean, yeah no i totally agree yeah
1: the thing is and i actually think i remember him reading i think it was like his wife was pregnant and wanted cookies late at night and so we just that's why it was like a delivery thing
0: that oh, way wow. she could get
1: cookies late at night was the oh. idea and um i mean i'll have to admit i'm on here now thinking about it and considering mm-hmm. <laughs> it is so the delivery fee appears to be seven dollars oh that's so good. it is it is kind of a lot um
0: just because a cookie is four or something worth yeah three.
1: yeah so I feel like it's got to be like you're ordering a bunch to like make it worth it
0: mm-hmm. but
1: but yeah I guess you know if you were having one of those super serious significant cravings yeah and you just need to do it
0: I support yes, you. I, uh, I can say that there's not going to be a time where I'll pay seven bucks for delivery for a three dollar cookie because sometimes the cravings are just like that but I actually got ice cream from the store in the building so I think that's the only reason that today is not that day that I'll be spending seven bucks <laughs> on cookies
1: well I just I'm on their page and I just found out they have ice cream
0: no have cookie
1: bits in them and I what i'm on one now
0: oh my they god they deliver
1: that because <laughs> oh my god can you imagine their chocolate chip cookie in ice
0: cream form
1: yeah it turns out um i've got a craving for that now oh nope okay i don't think they deliver that though oh that would be lame to that would be tricky to deliver i totally agree
0: that's awesome though hmm so crumble cookie <laughs> yeah it's a whole thing it's a sensation it is, I'm it really is. speaking of cookies
1: and then we're gonna go but well, then we'll dive into what we're talking about <laughs> um I tried a new cookie recipe and mm-hmm. it's like the cinnamon snickerdoodle cookie with caramel uh-huh. in the middle uh-huh. which sounds delicious and it mm-hmm. actually is delicious if it's warm But otherwise Mm -hmm. the caramel on the inside, like got all solid way too fast
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, and was pure sadness. So like delicious, but you have to eat it while it's hot.
0: Oh,
1: so there's like my secondary lesson of the week. (laughs) Keep Mm -hmm.
0: Keep your caramel hot. Yes. So the caramel hot for what again, for the ice cream. So it's inside of a cookie. It's like an entire piece of caramel that you wrap inside a cookie dough. Oh, wow. And then bake it. Ooh, oh my God. So I know you used to bake cakes and everything. So maybe you can tell me this. So I was trying to make cookies the other day. I was really craving them, but I didn't have any butter. So I tried to substitute the butter for olive oil. Mm -hmm. Is that something you can do just like, okay, quarter cup of butter, don't have it. I'll do quarter cup of olive oil. Is that something you can do? You can do it, but
1: I would suggest instead of doing like olive oil, I would use like canola oil just because Mm. olive oil has, um, kind of that stronger olivey taste. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like it could throw off the taste of the cookie, Mm -hmm. but, um, I've done it with, uh, coconut oil before Hmm. and it was delicious. So it might be one of those things where you have to, depending on the recipe, like try different types of oil, but technically Yes, you should be able to substitute back and forth. And in fact, here's a fun fact that I learned from Rachel Ray back in the day, and it does work in my personal opinion. Um, If you ever don't have the time to like make a cake from scratch and you buy a box mix, instead of adding the amount of canola oil, they tell you to add, add that amount of butter and it makes the
0: cake taste way better wait you add the butter so you're buying the store-bought but the kit to make it yourself you're not just buying the uh-huh, like the comida. box oh, yeah yeah God if it. you
1: buy the box it tells you to put in like a third cup of olive oil or of canola oil or vegetable oil as might be what they call it
0: mm-hmm.
1: but if you add butter instead it just I don't know it gives it a different flavor That's mm-hmm. it's pretty good
0: Yeah, I have to say the the cookies, I ended up making them, but they failed because there was an order because I made a small batch. I only wanted like six cookies. I didn't want to have 40 and I have to deal with 40 cookies. Mm -hmm. So I made a small batch, but it didn't have milk or anything. So there was a specific order in which you had to add the ingredients so that the dry ingredients would be incorporated into the wet Mm -hmm. ingredients. But I totally missed that. And I just threw everything in a bowl and it never fully incorporated. it. Like I was passionate oh, no. yep. it with my hands, which, oh my God, it's crazy to see that it matters so much how you incorporate everything. But yeah, there was just no way. I still tried to bake them, but I don't know. I thought that maybe everything would warm up and become one in the oven, but absolutely not. It was a disaster. I tried a bit of like some crumbles. But the olive oil taste was really strong. So that's why I was asking if it's a thing that maybe I messed up because of that or it's something you can make. But yeah, all I could taste really was olive oil. The olive oil.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think olive oil is just a strong oil. So Mm -hmm. it would have to be in like almost like a savory cookie where having that type of flavor is okay.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like a shortbread cookie or something. Oh, I love shortbread cookies. This turned into an entire coffee chat because I just have so many tangents that I could take us on right now, <laughs> but I want to make, my mom wants to have a tea party <gasps> with like oh the my hats God. Oh my and we'll God make goodness. like, cause she likes making all sorts of things. And so like, I think we're going to host a tea party at her house. And if we do it, you're invited Oh my God, and we'll bring all me. sorts of things. It'll be so I much fun.
0: That. I love that so much. I have been wanting to go. They actually do, um, At the Grand America, where we go for brunch, they do a tea party on the afternoons. I would love to go and they have those mini sandwiches and the cookies and all kinds of cookies. And I would love to go, but I think also making our own would be fun. Yes, we're going to have to do both. Oh, I would love that. (sighs) Okay, I'll stop with the
1: tangents now. (laughs) Today (laughs) we're going to talk about work. Yes. We're going to talk about what it's kind of what it's like to work in uh, well I'll call it corporate America Mm -hmm. and some tips for I feel like any kind of workplace um you know some of them are common sense and some might be
0: surprising um Mm -hmm. but yeah we're just going to talk about what our work experience has been yeah because I think we're both pretty committed to our work like we we like to work we expect to work all of our lives like um even if we have kids of our own one day I feel like I still see myself working like I like what I do I like that feeling of achieving and I don't know I like the structure also that it gives me so I feel like we're both committed to growing in our work and we've I feel like we've been like we have good jobs and and I think we can share some tips yeah I think so too when we were
1: first talking about this we were talking about interviews yeah um and it's funny because today we were actually talking about what interviews are like where I work Mm -hmm. and our our vice president is who interviewed me And his interviews are scary because they're probably not like your normal interview. He has lots of riddles and he asks things that just, he just wants to see if he'll take the time to like, try and figure it out. Um, and so it's the only interview I've ever been in where I was required to answer both a riddle and like a math question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he had asked me how many basketballs would fit in the room we were
0: sitting in. Mm, oh my god! I guess asked this. I got asked the same question last year. Did you? Okay, 100%. see then.
1: Then maybe Crazy. this is like the key thing to know. <laughs> yeah, and like it's <laughs> a thing. I don't think he cared like what my answer really was, or j- he just wanted to see how I would go about it. Mm. Um, and so like my route was to figure out how big a basketball was, and then try mm. and measure the room and do the math for how many yeah, basketballs so it was kind of fun though I actually liked it mm-hmm. I,
0: I felt like it
1: yeah it was better than one of those questions where like they ask you you know what's your most negative trait and you always try to turn it into something that's like
0: <laughs> that's so creepy. not crazy. terrible do that? oh yeah you're like oh my god I'm just such a perfectionist or I think I just love my work so much that I can be an overworking person.
1: Yes. Yes. It's hard to like
0: not blend in with the crowd on those questions. I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, I think what you said is very important. The fact that it was fun that he asked you that. I think trying to have fun in their interview is one of the most important things I think trying to go in with an attitude of really being yourself and trying to get to know them. Like, I know it's a little trickier when you get out of college because you feel a little desperate, almost like someone take me. And it's true that there's a bunch of other people getting out of college with no experience and they are taking on you with no experience, right? So like, you almost feel like you're begging a little bit, but once you have a little bit of experience, it's also important that you like them, Right. right like if you're doing things Definitely. right you have things to offer they should also be interested on in trying to captivate you and be appealing to you and try to get you to want to work for them so like well right. with that confidence of like hi this is me and i'm gonna try to put my best foot forward but i'm also here to learn about you you know generally Right. It shouldn't
1: just be, I mean, you know, I know when you go to an interview, you're the one being interviewed for the job, Mm -hmm. but it's also your responsibility to figure out if this job is a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I've been to interviews that, you know, you get in there and for whatever reason, it just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That means it's probably just not the right fit for you. Um, yeah, And so try to pay attention to those cues. And especially if you have um, a decent interviewer, you know, in fact, I don't feel I've ever been in an interview where they don't ask at the end, what questions do you have for me? Um, Like, please ask questions, Yeah. (laughs) you know, find out what the job really is like. Is it what your assumption is? Are
0: you going to be really doing what you think you're going to be doing? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And see if it really is a good fit for you. Yeah. And I feel like once you actually get some experience, like my first time, I didn't fully know what to ask. Like I was curious to see what projects I would be working on and like, I don't know, things like that. But I feel like once you actually know what it entails to work for a company and like the things you need to put up with, you're way more intentional the second time around. Like last year I interviewed for a bunch of companies until I found my current company. And I was very intentional about my questions. Like I knew the cost of choosing a company that you don't align with. Their values, their culture, how they manage their people, all of those things. They're so important. And you feel like when you get out of college, you can choose, but they're so critical. And once you pay the price to not really... Pay attention to that the first time around, when you interview again for a new company, you will want to ask. So what are some of those questions that you think people should ask?
1: Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, I think asking questions not, cause I think a lot of it, when you're in an interview, a lot of it is based on two things, you know, your personality, but then also your, your ability to do the job. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess something that's important to me, just because I've been in a lot of positions where maybe I didn't come in with the exact experience that I needed to do the job, but I knew that I could figure it out if you just let me learn, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of questions that are based on times that would show a person going, you know, not above and beyond is like the term used a lot. And I actually kind of hate it. Um, But like the person that's willing to show up and put themselves in a vulnerable position to learn, you know, show up and be the person that is starting from ground zero. And you can go in front of that group of people and say, I don't know this, Mm -hmm. but help me know it. If you're that kind of person, you know, try to find ways to show that.
0: Yeah, and it's almost like, you remember in high school or school, when someone would ask something, like the teacher would say any questions, and then someone asked a question, and everyone was wondering the same thing, like very likely, if you don't know something, a lot of people don't know the same thing, and stepping up and asking is very important, but in terms of like question for the interview, I think something is super important to ask is why is this position open, Like, what happened to the previous person that was here? Like, were they fired? Did they move on? Did they get promoted? Like, what are they doing now? And I think that's super important.
1: It is super important, especially if you do find out that the person did get promoted and that person is still around. Right. Um, I mean, generally, if it means that they got promoted and they're still there, and there's someone that you're going to be working with, it's kind of nice because that means that you're going into something where you have someone you can immediately learn from. Oh, I like that. I never thought of that.
0: Yeah. That they can mentor you in a way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, They can mentor you in a way. And I guess there is still the negative side to that is that in some ways that person might feel like, you know, this is the way you do it and they're not open to watching you grow. And so I guess it's one of those things you have to go in knowing that, um, you know, you could encounter both ways. Um, But in fact, um, so we have uh, a newer employee Mm -hmm. and uh, she joked that um, to our VP that she just does what she's told. And our VP was like, that's exactly what I don't want you to do. You're allowed to come in here and ruffle some feathers and, you know, make us grow and make us better and like push us to think of things differently than we've been thinking of them. And I absolutely love that just because I think that is the right mindset for a leader to have. Um, just because, you know, we do all think differently and we're all good at a lot of different things. And so if you are a leader that has the ability to let people show different ways that you can grow,
0: that's awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Another thing too is like, You, if like another answer that they can give you to that question is, well, our team is growing, so no one got fired or promoted, we're just expanding. I think that's that's such a good thing and that's such a healthy place to be because I think an environment where they're growing and expanding is very rich for you to be able to grow. And that means that you're not going to have a lot of that tension in like budget and, or oh, we don't really know where we fit or some other departments think that we don't really do much, like things like that. When a team is growing, it's a really good sign. So those are some of the things to look for when you ask that question in an interview. Mm, for sure. For sure. That is a good option. Mm-hmm. I'd say actually one more question comes to mind and it's asking about the culture of the company. And obviously, no company is going to tell you, oh, our culture sucks and we're just trying to fix it, but we're so toxic right now. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. Like a lot of times what you're just looking for is like, are they intentional or not? And they may just think, oh, we're just good. We're cruising. A lot of companies, especially right now, there's so much changing in terms of like being inclusive, like trying to have a diverse workforce, women, people of different backgrounds, people with disabilities, all these things. Like I think before, sadly, it wasn't like that. It was very uniform. Like all the different team members would look the same and that's no longer like that. And that's something that you have to be intentional about and being able to navigate changing what your teams looks like. is also a very intentional process. So If they are doing that and you ask them about the culture, they're going to tell you that. Like if they're investing on that, they're going to tell you. If they don't tell you anything like that, it's probably not happening. And I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe you like to work at a place that is very uniform, old-fashioned. I mean, I don't, (laughs) but if you do, that's on you. But just know that if you are looking for a more forward culture and more modern and more open that's something that they're going to tell you if you ask them about the culture of the company. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. Like if they're willing to
1: get up and, and show you all the different things that they're working on. And -hmm. then I always think it's important to ask what the strategic goal of the company is um, just because I feel like it could show you not only like, you know, how your job's going to tie into that goal, If you choose to take it, if you get offered it, but where's that organization's mindset? You know, are they, are they only looking a little bit into the future? Are they only focusing on money? Um, Because I mean, all business is money, but if your organization has some ties into some of the things like you were saying, where it's like, we're striving to do better for the ecosystem, or we're, we're, we're looking to become, you know, more inclusive or whatever it is, you know, make sure that their focus is kind of a holistic approach instead of being very narrow.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I love that. And I think honestly, because there's so many things that we are integrating into companies these days, like before most companies weren't looking at diversity in their workforce and caring for the environment and giving back to the community. Maybe the company you're interviewing for doesn't have all of them. And to be honest, I'm not going to say it's okay because I think it's overdue. It prob- it's not okay. But if they're trying, that's fine. As long as it aligns with what motivates you, I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're trying to be better. That's great. Um, I would also ask about resources if you wanna grow? Like, do they have courses that you can take or are you gonna be so involved in your projects and so pushed in different directions that you don't have time to uh, research or try maybe new paths for your career that you're interested on, especially if you're starting they give you a new error in your career. Maybe you want to try different directions. Do you have any space at the job to try new things? Right, right. And I guess even
1: outside of um, like work, like seemingly work-related, I would see what they offer in terms of like employee health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean health insurance. I mean, like, how is your head, you know? Yeah. Like, do they offer support? Um. Are they open to having like mental health days?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Make sure it's a position that truly, you know, because that's the thing is we spend our entire lives working pretty much, you know, mm-hmm. until you're at retirement age, unless you get super lucky and you can retire super early or what have you. Um, but make sure that job, you know, while you're working for it, make sure it's also working for you.
0: Yeah. I'd say too, then maybe we can lead with that, which I think is a great point into how to do the daily. So like you're talking about liking your job. How do you like your job? Because I feel like even if you do something you love, it's easy to get caught up in like it's still a job. Maybe it's a nine to five. So how do you get excited about it even for years? You know, how to maintain that?
1: Right. Right. I think part of it is recognizing that your job is like the rest of your life and you are going to have ups and downs. You're going to have days where you absolutely love it and you're going to have days that just suck for whatever reason. Um, And on the days that suck, I would say really, really kind of nail down to the root cause of what is making you unhappy and determine if it is something that is long-term that is not changing, you don't really have a way to impact it or influence it, or if it's something that is more attitude related, where you can change the way that you're reacting to it, or you can change the way that you're doing something, you know, maybe if it's in a process that you just hate and you think it's a huge waste of time, you know, do you have the room and the support at your organization to go forward and say, I don't like this and I propose we do it a different way, you know, see if it's something that you can have an impact on. Mm -hmm. And then if it's not, then make sure you, I, I, I really always talk about journaling and it's something that I only do in crisis mode, but I would say, write it down along with the date and then try to carry on. But if you get to the point where you're still seeing something come up that you really just, it's not right for you that's okay. Sometimes change is necessary. Um, and it doesn't always mean that, you know, it's, it's kind of like on our previous episode when we were talking about relationships and you just grow out of something that's okay. You can grow out of a job as well and you can grow into a new position. So I, that's what I would say for the day to day, you know, um, really see what the root cause of problems is if you have
0: them. Mm, I like that. Um, I'd say too, just like every other area of your life, you try to focus on the things that you like, not the things that you don't like. And you can do the same thing at work. I feel like you can take the same job description, find a bunch of people that do just that, and you'll see how different they approach it. Like if you like people, can you do the same thing but somehow interact more with people? If you don't like people, can you do the same thing but be a little bit more reserved? Um, just try to accommodate it to for it to serve you you know Mm -hmm.
1: yeah well and so um one of the things that I I found myself doing and it kind of made me happy is that a certain process at work I had fallen into um kind of creating like my own way of doing it Mm-hmm. And it became something that I started doing so regularly that I would get on calls and say, What I normally like to do in this situation is this.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'd
1: describe it to the group of people, and everyone would be like, Yeah, okay, let's try that. And it was really exciting for me to say, like, This is what I figured out works for me. I'm going to communicate to you that that's what I think we should try and get that support back. And I think it shows how important it is to not only find something and make it yours. Mm -hmm. but then communicate it openly. That way other people can join
0: you. Mm, That's really good. Um, Yeah, I think on the daily, that's really important. And I think trying to fit small habits that you really like, for example. So being very honest here, (laughs) kind of too vulnerable, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) My first year of work, even though funny enough, I was, I had just turned 24 and I had been working as a research assistant at university, like for a while. Like, I wouldn't say I was fully new to working and the structure of it, and the fact that you're kind of just stuck there. Like, you don't have freedom at that time. You're just working. Yet, it was so, so, so hard for me my first year. Like, I came back crying a lot of the days. And it wasn't because someone was mean to me or anything at all. It was just that. I almost felt like the the most accurate way to describe it is I felt like part of my soul was dying. Like it was like the fact to get there so early and be stuck there for, because even at university, yeah, you may be there for eight hours, but there's so much freedom. Like you walk between classes and you have your phone and I don't know, it's different and being there, I don't know. It was, it didn't feel good at all. Um, you almost expect that you're going to get out of university and you're going to be doing all these cool projects. And a lot of the time, especially if it's something complex, it's going to take some time and you're just going to be reading and learning. And it's not going to be the most exciting. And it was so rough my first year. And then my second year, I was like, I can't be doing this for the rest of my life. Like I'm going to have to start liking this. And I started to try to pick up little things. For example, we had a cafeteria and instead of having breakfast at home, I would get to work and I would go grab and it was like very nice actually had like a buffet and they had tons of breakfast foods so I would go and grab coffee and breakfast and I would start my day by having like some yummy breakfast I start reading my emails and things like that and I feel like that created a routine of something that I I'm really looking forward to and it almost Mm -hmm. eases Mm -hmm. you into the day (sighs) I was about to sneeze (laughs) oh my god I hate when you're about to sneeze and then it it, it goes like, away. Oh my god, that's the worst <laughs> feeling ever. It is oh, the worst. oh Sorry, yeah. So, so try to look for those little nuggets, and then not don't be forced to have to do things the way other people do them. Like for example, it takes me being really comfortable with people to want to go to lunch with them and like be with them all the time. And with co-workers I don't know. I feel like in my last year, I was able to form. A pretty close relationship with like three of my co-workers one of them being my boss everyone else is like I never felt like going to lunch with them and I always felt mm-hmm. pressured to have to go to lunch to the cafeteria with my co-workers but instead I just stayed at my desk and I know for some people it sounds super sad but for me it was such a good part of my day just like being by myself and reading or listening to a podcast and just being by myself and getting some alone time So, like, keep an open mind of trying to mold your job for you, you know, instead of the other way around trying to fit you into your job.
1: Yeah, for sure. I like that idea, too. And Mm. yeah, I'm the same way where, like, I have certain things that really just kind of make make that routine for me. So I really like to I have like a little notebook and in fact, I look back at old ones and I'll explain in a minute but it's kind of like a diary almost. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I'll open up and I'll do the day's date and I'll do what I call the brain dump where Mm -hmm. I just take everything that is like swirling around in my head that I know I need to work on and try and put it down on paper. And you can do this on the computer too, but for some reason, I'm someone that just like has to write with my hand. It does something different. I don't know. So that's what I do while I have my coffee. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of just, I'll do my brain dump and then I'll go to the next page. And then as things come up throughout the day, I'll try and make notes there. That way I don't miss anything between what I'm trying to do and what new comes up. Um, And so, and then I'll go through my emails, but it's like, for some reason, getting all out, all of it out in that process helps a ton. Mm -hmm. that and then cleaning the countertop like I've talked about before (laughs) I don't know what it is but that is like step number one for me I get up I make my coffee and I clean the countertop even if it's clean and it just like gets me going (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that it's the little things in life it's the little things and then I highly 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 suggest making breaks for yourself Breaks. Yeah. Like if you are someone whose calendar gets stuffed so easy, Mm -hmm. go and actually schedule in breaks for yourself. That way you have time to get all the water you're supposed to drink in your day and walk around a little bit, you know, actually take time to take a break because you need that. Like you mentally need that in order to perform well
0: mm-hmm that's so true and I'm such so guilty of that like I forget not only in that situation but if I'm doing something with friends or I don't know if I'm invested on in something I totally forgot about my biological needs like drinking water making uh-huh. a break breathe deeply like actually breathe like grab a bite all those things I totally forget and it's so taxing like I remember, I think that's one of those things too that made it hard the first year is that I have that fault where I forget about <laughs> my biological needs and I would get home so drained. And I think when I started being more mindful and being like, i want to take a break midday to just be like breathe and refocus and everything and then drink my water, all those things. I was able to get home less drained use my day and get home and get to work the next day more present and less overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Almost like I didn't go home, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like once you've established kind of those boundaries between your job and your personal needs, it almost makes you like your job more. Like Mm -hmm. it becomes more of your flow. It becomes part of your day-to-day. That is like you start to see the things that you're doing in work actually translate to like getting things done. Like, cause I, I feel like in my previous positions where I didn't feel quite as connected, um, it would almost be like, I have all these things to get done, but it would be things at home. Like I wasn't thinking about work while I was at work. Mm. Um, and so by being able to come to work and say, I'm taking this 15 minutes for myself, And I'm taking this 15 minutes for myself and make sure I take care of myself in that way. It almost became something where I was able to think about home stuff during that 15 minutes, but then I could more easily switch back to saying, okay, now it's time to get these things done. And then we'll focus on the other later.
0: Mm, That's so good. And I think before it wasn't so popular. I'm so grateful for the way that the workforce is changing, but it wasn't popular at all to be have these mindful practices it was like just like work 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 and i think it's way proving now that actually taking care of your mind will allow you to be better at work mm-hmm. taking breaks will pay off for sure mhm okay i think what about in terms of promotions in terms what,
1: of promotions these is-
0: are good tips um i would say
1: make it known that, where you want to go, you know, make sure you communicate to those above you that you're interested in, you know, sticking around and you want to take a certain path, or even if that path is outside of your area, um, you know, in all of the areas I've been in, as long as you're staying at the company, they have been, in, in fact, probably even if you're leaving, they'll probably still be supportive, but What I mean is, you know, if I were to go into my boss today and say, you know what, I have a change of heart. I don't think this is what I'm supposed to do. I think I want to work towards marketing. Um, I know 100% they would say, okay, let's figure out what we need to do to help you grow into that path. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I would say the first step would be make it known where you want to go and really communicate, you know, what your goals are and kind of get some feedback from Those that care about where you want to go. Um, So, let's say I wanted to move to marketing, I would go to the marketing team and say, Hey, this is a move I think I want to make. What things can I start doing now that would help me, you know, move into this position? What would make, what is something that you would want a future employee to have? Um, That way they can kind of help guide you into that promotion or even just that career change, depending
0: on the situation. Mm, That's that's a good tip. I have to say, though, some companies, they are not fans of promoting their people. And that's something that, again, they're not going to tell you in the interview, but it's something that now that I have been working for a little bit, I know how to look for it. And I think it's super important, maybe not in your first job, because honestly, your first three years, you're just going to be seasoning yourself. Like you're not going to know what's going on. You probably won't even really know what you really want to do for the rest of your life. But as you learn more, I think it's important to see if your company likes to promote people. Like some companies, they just want to keep you down where you are just because they feel like they can get some more years out of you where you are. They're not necessarily looking to see like, oh, is Sarah ready? And so if she is, let's just support her. No, they may just be like, well, there's other people in front of you or you're not old enough or blah, blah, blah. And there's nothing you can do for that. Like, not if, if you're not being promoted and you feel like you should, it may not be your fault. Like, Some companies, they just like to keep their people where they are. And they may even like still give you races, but just not change your title. And I think if that's something that's really important for you, I would bring it up with your boss like, hey, I feel like I'm overdue for a promotion and I wonder what I can do. And they may just give you a pretty straightforward answer. Like, I think you you would have to be here for a couple more years to even be eligible for a promotion and then you can make you know, a move for yourself from there. Cause maybe you don't want to be there for another two years doing the same thing. If you feel like in another company, you can be doing better and challenging yourself more.
1: Yeah, for sure. They, and I guess that's part of it too, is like, if you're getting ready to ask around and put yourself out there, be prepared to hear, be prepared to hear criticism, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And accept it in a way that you know you can build upon it, because we all have criticisms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether that be you know something that you recognize now or not, you know, even the person that is going to be criticizing you, you could have criticisms about <laughs> mm-hmm. and so try to be open to some criticism um or some guidance depending on your situation, and I guess part of it also is um You know, I always say know your audience, but I guess also know, also know your, your boss, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and is it something, if you don't feel comfortable asking your boss for a promotion or a raise, um, that's another one of those things, try to figure out why. And if, if there's not a way to make that comfortable, then Mm -hmm. you might not be in the right place. Yeah, um, And I would say that for all leaders, too, is if you aren't making your people feel comfortable
0: enough to come to you, figure out why. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say that a good signal, a green light is if you're talking to your boss and he can give you a plan, like there should be a plan for you to get a promotion in a way. Mm-hmm. And you should be able to quantify when you're ready. It shouldn't be like one day or maybe or we'll see. It should be like, There is a path for you to grow here. And this is what it looks like. If there's there's none of that and it's all very unmeasurable, very uncertain, they're probably trying to drag you on, honestly. Right. Mm I would agree with that. Yeah. And actually, now that you mentioned bosses, what do you think makes a great boss and what to look for if you're interviewing in a boss? What to look for in a boss? Um, I would say,
1: look for someone that knows that they don't know it all and that they have room to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if they're extremely talented and very well-versed, everyone that, like, I can't think of an industry that's not ever changing. Um, And so if you go into, you know, your, your interview, say, and they're asking you all these questions about, you know, what you like to learn or all that, you should ask that back to them and say, what are some of your goals, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and see how they respond, because you can find out that, you know, a lot of your goals may align, or maybe they don't, maybe there's someone that thinks that they're a hundred percent at, you know, their level that they'll be at, and they're not going to budge from there. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would say, look for someone that's open to continuous learning and personal development because those kind of leaders are the ones that at least in my personal opinion i found to be not i i guess it makes the difference between being a boss and a leader
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i guess when you're trying to find a good boss try to find a good leader instead of someone that just wants to be in charge
0: mm-hmm. i have to say we a boss some of their goals should be related to their team it's not just me 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 like some of their goals should be tied to your development Mm -hmm. like I want all my people to to achieve their goals or to be closer to their career goals or to get a promotion like I I'll always say this I I feel like I've been pretty lucky with all my bosses but the boss that will forever has made a mark on me that has inspired me to what a boss can be was my previous boss David actually I guess he's two bosses down now he's like three bosses ago but he was so committed to us as a team like he was merely removing roadblocks for us he wasn't really telling us what to do he fully trusted us he was like coming and out whenever as long as you deliver He was just removing roadblocks in terms of he's part of the leadership. So he's just talking to leadership to remove roadblocks so we can do our work. He, the first time he had one-on-ones with us, all the time he was just talking about what do you want? How can I help you get there? Like, how can, like, my goal is to mentor you so you can get clarity on where you want to go with your career and for me to help you get there. Like, he was so selfless and in turn it made me want to work harder and it really inspired me also the way that he created relationships with us where he got to know us in a personal level and yet he kept this balance with professionalism and caring about us as individuals you know Mm -hmm. and I thought that that was so great and he really tried to make it happen. Like if I said, I really want to get promoted this year. He's like, let's see where you're at. Let's see if it's realistic. Otherwise we'll make it for next year if there's only four months left out of the year or something. And it's my job that you get promoted, you know? Like my job is to support you. And I think that's so crucial. I think so too. Mm -hmm. And I really think that,
1: you know, thinking back to because I've been lucky I've I've really enjoyed the the leadership that I've always worked with um and I I think the the bosses or leadership that has really left the biggest mark has been kind of like you said where their job isn't to punish you or to keep you within certain lines it's to help you flourish as an individual employee um and even as an individual, I really, I really put a lot of stake in someone that's willing to put time into me as a person, instead of me just as a number, you Mm -hmm. know, instead of me just being human capital, um, they regard me as, as a person with talent.
0: Mm -hmm. And I have to say something that I found super important too, that it's such a, God, it's such a difficult balance to keep and that's why I really admire David my previous boss is like even though he's my boss at that company right like he wouldn't want me to leave but somehow he enabled me to be very candid about how I'm feeling which actually if you're a boss that's in your best interest you really want to know how they're feeling you don't Mm -hmm. want to blindside you and just leave the company right in fact I think usually one of uh every boss's goal is to retain their employees so you want to know how they're really feeling. And he was very capable of really getting us to say how we're really feeling about the company, our role, our pay, everything. Like he created this trust and this bubble almost where when we were in our one-on-one with the door closed, I can really say how I'm really feeling. And I never felt like he's going to betray me or tell HR or anything he just actually genuinely cared and wanted to do better Mm -hmm. yeah that's so valid I like
1: that Mm -hmm. that's awesome
0: yeah and he was also very honest about the company's flaws you know like if we're all seeing them it doesn't help anybody that we're just acting like they don't happen it's better that you say yeah we're working like we acknowledge that like I also see what you're seeing We are aware and we're working on them. I can't promise that it's going to be fixed tomorrow, but we see what you're seeing, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I think so too.
1: I -hmm. think really having just a very, open is the word I'm looking for, transparent. Mm -hmm. Like a very transparent and honest
0: leadership is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, when you open that line of communication that is so honest and open with your the people that report to you or vice versa with your boss, it makes you feel more like a shareholder in a company and not just yeah. someone that shows up to work for someone. It almost feels like you have stake in the company. Like you, you can talk about the issues and they care about what you're saying. You're more involved. You want the company to do better. And I have to say the first year, I didn't feel any loyalty to the company. I didn't feel connected to it. And then when I got David as my boss, that's when I really knew what it meant to, to really be connected to the mission of the company and to feel like what you're doing makes an impact on whether we achieve that or not. And to really care for making that impact on whatever industry you are. Like you, you're mm-hmm. almost really invested, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that.
0: Mm-hmm yeah i god he was so good honestly he yes when we stopped working together i was like i'm probably never getting a like david again <laughs> like he's one of a kind for sure
1: that's awesome it's so good to have those mm-hmm. and uh, my only goal is to hopefully one day be someone like that
0: right yeah I do know that though I'm gonna struggle with keeping that professional versus personal thing I feel like I can be very like I'm at work it's all professional I don't want to know about your your life at home like it's almost weird for me to know and yet I feel like the magic is there you know I actually remember when he came on the company he came into the company I was going through the very rough breakup that I think we've talked about like I was Mm -hmm. like I was crying in the bathroom sometimes like that's how bad it was I couldn't hold it and he asked me he actually asked me when we were in our 101 um and obviously he's a man he wasn't in my bathroom so he didn't know I was crying yeah yeah but he could sense he was actually looking to see if we're all doing okay and he asked me how I was feeling. And he actually kind of gave me some great advice about that. And it meant so much to me. And it was never in like a, in a nosy way or in a creepy way. It was just like genuinely caring, you know? Mm-hmm. And he never was like, oh, you're feeling sad. You can work less. No, he was like, I expect a lot from you. But I want you to know that I care about the fact that you are not feeling great these days. And your mental health is lower. And I acknowledge that and I care about you.
1: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That really is huge. It's, yeah, I think it's that balance between knowing that we have a mission as, as anyone that works anywhere, you know, as an employee, but knowing that part of that mission should also include knowing that we're people. Yeah. Um, And, you know, really letting people be people and supporting the way that they you know, go forward and, and grow individually and professionally.
0: Mm-hmm. And sometimes
1: a lot of that is recognizing that we're people dealing with very complex and sometimes stressful bits of life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and even just that quick moment of, you know, just recognizing and putting it out there saying, I, I see you. Um, that's huge.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really huge. And I feel like for a boss, it's so much it's it's more of a straight line if you're just like not caring about those things because it complicates things, right? It makes things messier if you really know about how they're doing. But in a way, in turn, if you put in the work to really get to know those things, it just creates such a better bond. And it also, going back to what we were saying about trying to like your job, I am pretty much an introvert. Like before my boss got to our team, I wasn't really talking to anyone other than strictly for work. And when he got to our team, he made a team out of our team. Like before it was just like, yeah, there's four of us on our unit, but we weren't a team. Mm -hmm. And he was able to create a sense of purpose that brought us together and a sense of camaraderie. And that made me want to go to work. Like That's also something that completely turned 180, how I was feeling about work. Suddenly it wasn't just like, I'm showing up because I need to get paid. It was also like, I have something to do here. And I have these people that I know have the same mindset and we're in it together. And I'll see you tomorrow because we need to finish whatever we started yesterday. Like having that bond can impact the experience of everyone at work on so many levels that it's almost hard to even like quantify.
1: Yeah. Super important.
0: hmm yeah but honestly being a good boss is very is difficult so but hey with more pay comes more responsibility so I'm also not (laughs) excusing anybody (laughs) (laughs) that
1: is true it's like one of those things where the job gets harder but part of it is part of accepting it is stepping up to the plate Mm -hmm.
0: yeah work life god I have so many thoughts on work honestly yeah I, know and I do too another thing um is that a hundred percent and this is my belief I know not everyone thinks like that I feel like so many people are like work life here and your personal life here but I believe a hundred percent that the work that you do in your personal life impacts your work life like you can tell you can tell when someone's doing personal work in their personal life at work. Like it shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's very true.
1: Like just, to, it's a very human, very kind of a body language thing mm-hmm. where you know when it's if someone's going through something.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I feel That's like we could great. do a whole other episode on like office supplies. <laughs> Oof. oh my because god i, I just office love supplies. office supplies me too i was just looking at the target school back to school
0: shopping lists and mm-hmm. i just love it oh my god i love office supplies notebooks pens oh mm-hmm. i love it
1: i i do too i feel like we need to make like our top 10
0: favorite office related items to make oh my the work should we do that so, next time we should do that next time yeah i think at the beginning of our podcast, I think we did a 10 best buys or something. Some of the best things. we Yeah. Yeah. To do that again. Yeah. I'm always down for that. I buy so many things all the time. I
1: do too. (laughs) I was also just looking at Amazon for a a 50 ounce tumbler, like just a really big drinking jug. Yes. And I went to buy it and then I looked next to me and I have three tumblers. <laughs> Looking at you. Like, yeah, and I'm just like, oh, me? <laughs> do I need this? So I, I didn't buy it, but I might still buy it and get rid of one of these old ones
0: i, I just, love water bottles i
1: love water bottles and i oh. love when they're big enough that i don't have to refill them a thousand times
0: mm-hmm. same and there's so many cute designs even just up home goods if you go to home goods there's so many cute water bottles mm-hmm. it's so hard hard to buy more
1: uh, it's one of my habits
0: um before we wrap up oh my god crumble cookies in Salt Lake is open until 10
1: girl you gotta Zero. do
0: it you have to do it <laughs> you just have to I think I have to
1: I think you need to if you feel up to driving it's one of those things where like you just gotta you just gotta do it
0: oh my god I may have to honestly I when I got my COVID vaccine and I was coming back I felt like when I was a kid and I would have to go to the doctor or something we would take the rest of the day off from school and like go to a cafeteria and grab a sandwich or go home and watch a movie like my mom and I and I kind of felt the same way yeah like you need a you need a treat in a movie yeah for being a good girl good girl Uh you got your vaccine yep I totally agree so I may just have to do it I may just I think you should I really think you should oh my god yay okay well we'll see you all next week